Hello, good day, and welcome to the Psychology of Womanhood. I am your host, Shannon I Can Lady Battle. I want to thank you for taking this time to push the button and listen to the podcast. I am so grateful for all of the people who support me in this journey. It is, it's never easy, but it appears that way once someone gets behind a microphone. But when you have life issues, ladies, we know how that goes. When you just have things coming at you from the left, the right, the front, the back, up, down, side, everywhere. And yet you're still trying to stay focused to do that thing that you're passionate about, to do the thing that you're scared to do so you can overcome the fear and develop into a healthier version of yourself. We all can grow through this together. So just thank you for just riding with me on this journey um, with the psychology of womanhood. As I was getting ready for today's subject, I had been overwhelmed with a lot of personal situations and situations of people around me. And what I always look to determine is the commonality of situations. Isn't it ironic how you can be going through one thing and then you talk with someone else and they may have just come on the other side of the thing you're just now going through? If you're able to have those type of relationships, I would encourage you to take the mask off, be real, and be truthful and learn of that person. These journeys that we're taking in life are not meant to be taken alone, but yet as women, especially black women, women of color, we're taught that we have to be strong, we have to toughen it up, and don't worry about things that have happened because they're long gone and over, you just keep pressing forward. It's always a push for us. But I want to challenge you to begin to look at those things that you may have not given much insight to because you hadn't allowed yourself to really sit in it to feel it. That is a very discomforting situation for many women who are strong, many women who are ambitious, many women who feel differently but yet still have the same feelings as someone who displays just overwhelming emotion. I want to just let you know that if you are that woman, just because you don't openly cry in front of others, it does not mean that you're not crying in the inside. Most of the pain that really strong women deal with, it is in the heart and their mind tries to help them relieve that tension of what's going on in the heart by allowing them to get busy in other things, get focused on other areas of strength so that they don't have to deal with the pain of what's actually failing and and pinching on the heart. And so as you get older, you begin to examine yourselves. We all go through different developmental phases. And I'm all often reminded of my cousin when I was younger and she had did something. I can't remember what it was, but I had said, does it take all that? Cause she was older than me. She said, Shannon, keep living. And my grandmother would tell me the same thing. I'm like, Grandma, you taking forever. She'd be in the grocery store looking at every single item, already knowing that you just went there to get eggs, bread, some salt, pepper. But you got to go through every aisle and look at every item. And I have to sit there and just wait on you. And I'm like, Grandma, you know what you came in here for? Ah, girl, keep living. And I understand that now. Because when I go into the store, guess what? I take 
my time. I love Wally World. I love Food Lion. I love to just go by myself because I can take time to look at different products, pick them up, put them back, that type of thing. And it just gives me just mental pleasure to just escape into looking at things that really I don't even know if they give enjoyment, but they occupy just some space for me to be able to just take a breath from the normal and just really observe observe and absorb what's going on in the world around me. So as we're working and walking and living and thriving, succeeding and failing, I often wonder how much of that failure is really bundled up into this thing called fear. Fear is something that we don't like to acknowledge unless it's just common fear that everyone should get scared about, such as if you're running in the neighborhood and there's a snake in front of you, should you be scared? Absolutely. If you know, you're getting out of your car and some random person just runs up to you, should you be scared? Absolutely. But what happens when that fear begins to confront you in the living of your life? For example, you're living to build a successful home for your family, but then life presents a challenge with your children or life presents a challenge with the career that you chose, that you worked so hard for. Life presents a challenge when a family member passes. So as you're living life, life is going to present these challenges but how we look at them and how we face them how we actually grow through them will determine how we develop into the person that God intended us to be as women so with all that being said if I put a title on today's topic it would be do it afraid we've heard that before I talk about it I do my little Jesus in therapy so if you ever came to me for therapy if you know the Bible you would actually know a lot of what I say is scriptural even though I don't come out and say John 316 for God's you know I I don't do that so (laughs) but I'm definitely a proverbial woman and it makes sense you know I, I really know that everything reflects right back to the word I, I'll, I'll join coaching groups I'll, I'll listen to all these motivational speakers and they talk about building your confidence and self-esteem great information but it's ironic how I can always just relate a scripture right back to what someone is saying and so what it does for me is allow me to really recognize that apart from God I can't do this I can't help you I can't guide you and I definitely can't help myself if I omit the word and what I want the word to do for the people who I come in contact with is to become alive for them because we know how to rehearse words we know how to you know listen to words and and say a scripture and we know the songs and we know all of those things that is supposed to show you know some area of religion in our life but yet when it comes to living out that life circumstance that I was talking about then that's when we determine at that point if we really have a viable word that sits down in our hearts so 
what I want us to begin to reflect on is how are we activating the word in our everyday lives? And I know we say scriptures, we rehearse it, but when does it really come alive in you? And when I look at certain cases, when I'm helping people in therapy, I'm like, God, this is really a spiritual attack, especially when they start giving you history information about their family upbringing and if they can even give you more generational information you start to recognize that this has been a long attack on this family for generations and it's just showing up now in today's time with the person that's sitting there in my face like for example i know when i was younger i got pregnant as a teenager i got pregnant at the age of 17 and I told myself with my first daughter that this will be the last generation, that I will be the last generation that will be a teen mom. We're not doing this anymore. This ends here. This stops here. So I really, really worked hard on teaching values and, and just the love and identity of who you are and expectations of others in relationship to my kids as they were growing up because I wanted to overcome that generational curse yes we do have people and and i say today that you know what i thought was a curse was my greatest blessing because my daughter you know having her as so young i was making young stupid decisions that really could have cost me my life but yet the interruption of becoming a teen mom really saved my life so i don't take it in terms of that okay well you know i i was a part of the curse here but i was a part of a cycle that had other elements attached to it. It wasn't the fact that I was just a teen mom, but every woman in my family that became a teen mom never kept that core family intact. So the father, the biological father of, of, you know, of that particular child didn't grow up with their biological father. I can't account for anyone that it happened to as a result of them having a teen pregnancy. So I was looking at all of the things that are attached to it, not the fact that we're just looking at teen pregnancy. Then I was looking at the outcomes and and what happened and, and the choices that my family made in their lives, the sacrifices that they made, how underdeveloped they were emotionally, how they handle relationships. And I took it back to that core family. And that prayer that God, this stops with me because I don't want this to be a part of my kids' generations. I want them to grow up in the core of the family that it it starts with. But I also want it to be healthy. I want it to be a relationship full of love, a relationship that's modeled that other people want to follow. So when I'm saying that, when I'm talking with people and they're coming to me and they have this issue that's going on in their life, it's like they, they're they just stuck. They're stuck, immobilized, can't move forward because they're just gripped with fear. Feel of fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of uncertainty, you know, all those types of things that are attached to them. And I look and I start asking questions, well, how did your mom handle situations like this? And when they begin to dive a little bit deeper, they start to recognize that they've accumulated patterns that they grew up with, unknowing that it had stemmed from some generational stuff that had passed through. 
So when you're doing things afraid, it's easy for me to say that. And, it's, and it sounds good, right? Do it afraid, do it afraid. And then you get yourself prepped up. And after this, you're probably going to be like, yeah, I'm getting ready to do it. I'm getting ready to go ahead and write this book. I'm getting ready to go ahead. And I'm going to talk to my boss about getting a raise. I'm getting ready to go ahead and sign up for school and start next semester. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it afraid. And then you get pumped up. You get all excited. And guess what? You start thinking and you start just going back to the same habit of thought that you do every day. So I don't think the issue for the moment is doing it afraid or the or the capability of being able to do afraid, do it afraid is the issue. The issue is what's really going on in your heart. So when I was talking earlier about strong women, ambitious women, a lot of those women do not, and I include myself in that number, take time to really sit in their emotions. We may sit in the emotions of the the fun, the excitement of being around our family, doing our kids' activities, everything that works for them, but the emotions of actually what this felt like when this happened to me. We really don't take that time because for us, it appears to be a waste of time. And then many times because it does not have a logical application where A plus B is going to equal C. So if I sit in this and then I do this next step, then I won't have to worry about it again. If we can't logically reason that out, then we don't bother with it. But guess what? It continues to just build. And while it's building, it's just waiting for an opportunity to attach itself to something that happens later in life. And before we know it, guess what? We're crumbling. We're at a state of mind where we feel out of control. And for a strong, ambitious woman to feel out of control, ladies, you know that that is just the most horrible, scary, just undeniable experience of having to live and sit in that uncertainty and that and that moment of being you know feeling like you're just helpless over your situation because we're always able to fix things for ourselves and for everyone else around there and as long as we keep showing up for everyone else guess what then we're doing our job we're doing what strip should show that we do we're doing what our moms did we're doing what our moms didn't do And so we're always trying to put that one foot in front of the other and show that, hey, you're not going to do this to me. Very fierce. We got a lot of fight in us. And then something happens that we don't have the answer to. And it's not okay for us to say that we don't have the answer. And when it's an endearment of the heart, it's something that's near to us, something that is valuable to us, then that takes a devastating toll of how we actually walk that situation out so when I say do it afraid there are several things that I want you to consider when you get motivated to to do this next thing in life afraid I want you to one ask yourself what am I afraid of if I do this what am I afraid of 
Are you afraid that you may not have the resources? Are you afraid that you don't have the the confidence? Are you afraid that you just don't have the stamina? I mean, really, honestly, if you do this, what are you actually afraid of? Are you afraid that you'll become alone if you do this? Are you afraid that, you know, you may get rejected behind it? I have people because there's a course that I've, I've done and I do groups helping people to write their first book, first best-selling book. And many of them will get right to the end and will not publish the book. Why? Because they started off motivated, doing it afraid, and I, they, they had my support along the way. But this final step, I can't go through that door with them. They have to go through that door on their own, which is to publish the book. And they stop and they go back into that previous mindset of fear and the fear of what will others think about me. And so they begin to look at themselves as less than their, their, their esteem. It just begins to become questionable. You know, the confidence that they had as they were writing and the passion that was showing as a result of it, they just, they just, you know, pull back and they shrink because that part of them never was really dealt with as they were doing it afraid. So I ask you to do that one thing, to ask yourself, what am I afraid of by doing this? The next thing, the second thing that I would like you to do is what do you want to see happen? as a result of you doing this thing afraid? Do you want to see your book published? Do you want to have something to leave to to your kids? Do you want to have the number one real estate company on the East Coast? Do you want to be a world-renowned speaker on various platforms? Do you want to be a manager at your job? If you were to do this thing, What do you want to see as a result of it? And really let yourself dive into it. And then the third thing, what will change in my life if I do this? I need you to really be honest. If you were to release that book, what else would you release? What else would you be willing to let go? What else is going to break in your family? What else is going to allow you to to rise above these challenges that have been smothering you all throughout your life? What else will happen if you just choose to do this afraid? What is really going to show up in your life that you need to see today that you've been waiting on all your life? If you've accomplished so many things, but yet you feel unfulfilled, you feel unworthy, you feel as though something significant is missing in your life, you need to go back and really examine what have I been positioned to do, called to do, required to do, that I never stepped out and did because I was afraid. And because I let those thoughts of fear just continue to just ride me and ride me and weigh me down where I just had no strength. I just had no more energy to be able to just walk into the sight of this thing and see what was on the other side. I want to thank you all for listening. Today is going to be a great day because this is the first step. This is the step that you take in figuring out how to do the things that everyone encourages you to do, that you post reels and memes about. Yeah, I'm going to do this afraid, you know, and if I don't do it afraid, then, you know, I'm going to do it 
and I'm going to win with it. Like Henry Ford, he said, one of the greatest discoveries a man makes, one of his greatest surprises, is to find he can do what he was afraid he couldn't do. I encourage you ladies on this day to walk it out. Walk in your full destiny, walk in your purpose, walk in your call, because people are depending on you and there's some things that you need to release and let go. Again, thank you for rocking with me. This is Shannon I Can Lady Battle. If you have any more questions and you just want to just throw some things out there or you want to write that first book, go to my website, www.shannonbattle.com and let's stay connected. Have a great rest of your day.